0: hello and welcome to episode 135 of the book wars pod i am chris i'm here I always forget that you're gonna put the, a drop there every time. Same place. Never leave you <laughs> space for it. Oh,
1: it's every week, man.
0: It's you know,
2: almost like you were trapped. St-
0: oh boy. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm here with Kristen, Rana, and Miranda. Who we got to talk about this dance that <laughs> Miranda was doing during our during our uh, our theme song. What? Describe what you think you were doing.
1: (laughs) I was just kind of like, I had like the inside half of the John Wall arms move.
0: Yeah, okay. And was just kind of like
1: bouncing side to side and like going down. And then I was coming up.
0: To me, it
1: It
2: just looked like, okay, so you know, like lobster fishermen have the big trap. And I just imagine that like, what if inside of the trap, the lobster's had a weightlifting competition, and then they were doing, like... <laughs> and then they're doing their little, like,
1: posing that they do, you know, with the Oh, That's a, that's up, a like bodybuilding that. competition. That's what I meant. Sorry, Sorry, weightlifting I, right. Sorry. I have been to a weightlifting competition. There is a that's difference. a different thing. I
2: apologize. Um, but I'm imagining, like, you know, the, the bodybuilding competition with the lobsters, and then, like, they're trying to really show that they should be put back in the ocean, and that's what <laughs> oh, I was kind of
1: imagining God. you doing there. That is very dark in my face. Fucking sorry. (laughs) No, that was.
0: I I, can I say I also like envisioned like Miranda like doing some weird like bodybuilding thing. Like that was also (laughs) very much what came to mind for me.
1: Yeah, that's that's me noted bodybuilder slash strong physically person slash crustacean. (laughs) Listen, I'm from Maryland. It's reasonable. Okay.
0: Everyone, everyone from Maryland is part blue crab. That's why they all get so mad when you insult Old Bay.
2: Look at the face you made. I know this is an, an audio form, but and that's you, been episode you...
0: one thirty-five. Thank you all for joining <laughs> yes, thank us. Thank you and for Miranda listening. has quit the pod. <laughs> like,
1: I you, thought she looked you...
3: like a Pokemon. I always <laughs> look like a Pokemon. I was like getting a chop. I, uh, I would any say
1: of I'm generally vibes? like a shitty Pikachu knockoff.
0: Just you Except as a person. Without...
1: Yeah. Also physically, <laughs> without the tail.
0: Sure, but
2: the lightning, still the lightning.
1: Oh yeah, I I still shoot the lightning out of my fingers. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) Kristen (laughs) is definitely he admitted.
2: I thought her face was a can't wait to cut this in editing (laughs) face, but.
3: Just wait for the perfect time. I make that there's a reason I like have to shut my (laughs) video off, and it's because I'm making the can't wait to cut this in editing, but it's the whole podcast face (laughs) the whole time (laughs) we're recording. Explains
2: a lot.
0: It's true. Makes sense. It does. So, well, what are what we, we are drinking about <laughs> besides a healthy dose of seawater for Miranda?
3: I'm going first so that I don't have to participate in this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I <laughs> actually Miranda would really like this beer, so I'm gonna. Is it tell you, you about it? it? No, it's not. Well, Is kind it fruity? of. It's uh, yeah, it's with big stone fruit and pine flavors and a refreshingly light body. It's the West Coast IPA for all beasts and all occasions.
2: That sounds amazing.
3: It's from our friends at Sasquatch Brewing Company. It's the Woodboy IPA. And it's got a nice little picture of Sasquatch squashing uh, oh, squashing a beer can, oh chopping a beer can on it. And I didn't used to like their beer, and now I really like it. also look at these cute camping Sasquatches. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they're so cute. I, um, I should take a, a photo. of them. Why do you
2: wear clothes?
3: Um, I don't know. I think because they they like them. I think they like the clothes. They're not just like... a simple bandolier. It's so right. true. But
1: then it'd
2: be on message for the pod.
1: They're mm-hmm. they're fancy Sasquatches. They do have a sense of fashion.
3: They do. I like their little chairs too. But
2: all right. I'm doing the best at this.
0: Miranda, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I have a bourbon ginger that I have made. Was that jar full when we started
2: podcasting? No,
1: it was not. Um, <laughs> it, it only filled up like a little bit more than this.
2: Okay. Um, so for it's... anyone listening, it is now about uh three, uh, two-fifths like, of the it's, way full. It's, and it's she like says it was like,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. And it was like, not two-thirds. What's between? Like somewhere between like half and two thirds full, Three like it fifths? wasn't. It, yeah, maybe it well, wasn't uh, that much uh, more.
0: I mean that yeah. that is that is between. It's a fraction. Just yeah.
2: has
1: a bad history
2: now. Yeah, yeah it's true.
1: i like using it that way. Uh, Math, but no, I um, like it. <laughs> same local bourbon company. Uh you know, I I have some maraschino cherries, so I feel super fancy whenever I make a drink look at you it's real fun oh do i throw it to somebody sorry
0: oh is, is this mean, how we've been doing this i'll throw it to Rana. i'll
2: throw it to Rana too. You. um i have some sangria that i made this weekend with uh i think the wine from it is called zestos and it's a ganarcha and then it just has a bunch of fruit and some blood orange and a lot of uh brandy and rum and a little splash of seltzer and it's really good but it's a poor choice for podcasting because you have to chew on the fruit so i'm going to mute a lot during this i'd well, like to say i wouldn't consume the fruit but it's
1: happening oh nice oh, what did you call the wine what kind of wine is that Ganacha.
2: okay is that like yeah, a
1: Grenache? It, no okay i was like are you it's, just uh, really
2: bad at pronouncing this word <laughs> I mean, I thought that that was, I mean, it's, you know, from Spain. It has on the bottle a thousand times that it's from Madrid. I'm like, oh, my God, I get it. It says one, two, three, four, five, six different times on this bottle that I can count right here that it came from Madrid. I'm like, calm the fuck
1: down. But anyways, yeah. Okay, I thought it was um, like a Chris Macabre situation again. Mm, Yeah, it's actually just just chocolate ganache. That's what I'm drinking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Now I'm trying to imagine what a chocolate sangria would do. And I'm like... My brain right now used, is like, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say my brain right now is like that gif of the woman who's like making the disgusted food <laughs> Potentially, no, no, maybe. The kombucha like, meme? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I feel like it would work if you did like better sweet chocolate and maybe some like fresh figs in with the fruits. Then Ooh. I feel like it could bridge it a little bit. And then definitely brandy, maybe not rum. And like you could do it that way. I think it would... Br- maybe like some cherries. I feel like that could work. Oh, that
1: would but work, But I wouldn't yeah. do like
2: typical sangria fruits with chocolate. Like apple and and orange and orange chocolate is really
0: good but yeah i feel like you can throw like a little orange in there for some highlights
1: i'm just Mm. picturing like individual grapes dipped in to chocolate like you'd have a chocolate covered strawberry like raisinets but fresh (laughs) 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 the 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 fully hydrated raisinets (laughs) just plump them back up after
0: amazing all right. Well, if we haven't driven you off the pod by the time winter rolls around again, we're going to try making some chocolate sangria <laughs> and we'll report back. I would
2: honestly do it. Like, I'm down.
0: I mean, as long as we have a backup drink, just in case. Exactly. <laughs> What's the worst um, and, that could and, happen? Yeah, exactly. So,
3: Garn- sorry. I Garnacha, Garnacha. No, Garnacha is Garnache. It is? In, in Spain, yes. Oh, sorry. Never mind. No, I talked shit for I no just, reason. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I've only I, seen a called Garnacha. Oh, no, that's your... <laughs> guess what? You're
2: both right. Well, I said no. It. She was right. I was wrong. Otherwise, it'd be a double negative. Uh, don't know. say that
1: to me.
0: Okay. Never tell Miranda she was right.
1: I don't okay. I don't need that.
0: <laughs> she doesn't respond well to positive reinforcement.
1: Always well to say, you just don't want me to be that insufferable. It's true. I'm a Capricorn, yeah. so...
0: <laughs> Lord. Um, I am drinking another stout from our good friends at Avery Brewing Company, uh, it is their Irish Goodnight Imperial Irish Style Milk Stout, um, which is aged in Irish whiskey barrels. Um, it's more drinkable than the one I had last week.
2: The eighteen which... percent one.
0: Yeah, was uh, that and the that
1: chocolate, chocolate the... boy.
0: The, the one that last was the week was a chocolate one. orange, chocolate orange last week.
1: That's your fucking sangria right there.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a stout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this week, it is, it is down to a paltry 16% ABV, um, but it tastes much more drinkable. The one last week was really just a punch in the face. They really aged that one in the whiskey barrels for a while, but this one is much more drinkable. And so, there's 100% chance I fall asleep on the couch after this. It's a dream. It's true. Um, before we start, uh, we are continuing to encourage people, if they are able... To donate uh, to uh, either advanced Native political leadership or any one of the several organizations uh, highlighting uh, the Asian American community in America um, that's Asian American in America, good words. Um, specifically API equality in Northern California, among others uh, and yeah I'm just I have no transitions right now. I'm not even drunk yet. I just can't think apparently. It's Monday. It is Monday. We would be honored if you would join us.
3: That's the thinker. That's like uh, if you could figure out. <laughs> yeah, if you'd we're be like, yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're
0: here on the pod, come join us. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I got you. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you.
3: Okay. Okay. Just some. sometimes I do these like meta drops and you guys are like, I don't know why she picked that. And I'm like, it was actually good.
1: That's better than <laughs> most of the things that I say to other people. So. Although that I like... feel like.
2: I don't know Miranda well enough to know whether this is, like, her normal sense of humor. I haven't heard as much self-deprecation, and as a fellow self-deprecating person, I never want to be like, are you okay? But also, it's like, it's it's definitely, like, on 10, and I'm like, should I be, should I drop some memes in the group
1: chat? Like. (laughs) It's just the picture of Riz Ahmed kneeling in front of that car with the license plate that says, I'm sad. Yeah. That's it. That's the pod. That's our personality. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Alphabet Squadron's Shadowfall.
0: I mean, (laughs) if Erica's X Wing had a license plate,
1: it would be it, for
2: sure. I'm sad. Yeah. Chas would just not have a license plate.
0: Yeah, Chas just fell off like three crashes ago.
1: Or she'll have it like upside down, or upside down in the, the rear view mirror. Or er, mirror, um the the back windshield. What's that called? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hanging in the back window. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nath, Nath would have torched his and filed any identifying marks off of his Y wing, of course, to yeah. make a clean getaway.
1: Will's got his his, uh, you know his plates are up to date. He's got the most recent month and year on it. He's mm-hmm. fucking ready. He
2: cleans it every time that they go through something. You know, there's no scorch marks. Gets out with that magic eraser. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, re- he re-registers at the DMV every week. He doesn't need to. He just does it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about our merry band of heroes. Kairos' license plate is actually just some sort of high-tech sniper rifle.
1: Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it just, just says, it just says Kairos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just says Kairos, and you look at it, and you just feel vaguely uncomfortable and confused. <laughs> she
2: didn't even request the custom plate. <laughs>
0: I love it. All right, so let's talk about Chas. Oh dear.
1: She um she went through some things in this book, especially we were we ran out of time to touch on it in the last episode, but like the back third of this book sure is a fucking time for her.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's she doesn't prefer it, I don't think. Um, like she's very, I feel like what she went through with the cult and like kind of like her self-destructive spiral culminating and crashing into a cult would have been bad for anybody. But then with her cult history, it just like really fucked her up. And like, I feel like with Chas, we're always halfway between, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm in control of this situation. And I have no idea what is happening around me right now.
2: So I'm going to ask a question about Chas's arc, and it's probably going to make me sound like a very callous person. And maybe that's accurate. But why did she not just kill the cult leader? She just like she smacks her in the head a bunch of times and she's like, I don't know if she's dead, but I'll take it. And then she, the lady's like shambling down the hallway again later with a little like strategically placed like contouring with blood. I was like, what? why wouldn't you have just killed her and gotten out? Like, I don't know if that
1: makes me a bad person, but I don't understand why she's still alive. I feel like we've seen in this trilogy maybe and probably elsewhere in Star Wars or else I'm just talking out of my ass, but like inherently Chass is a pilot. And I, th- I feel like it's just very different like for them to be like, you know a, a ground soldier person being yeah shooting somebody and like you're in a fucking spaceship and all you see is another spaceship well and and we like, saw that with
2: erica right where she talked about that when they went to go get aiden and she was like oh i'm so new to killing and i was like bitch you did genocide it's like yeah
1: yes okay so it was actually in this book um I I don't know if that's all of it. I don't even know if it's part of it, but it seems plausible. Uh, You know, like, Chas obviously has an interesting but very strong relationship to flying. Like, she kind of makes it her own space by, you know, turning off or just ignoring comms and, like, putting on her weird-ass, like, folk metal music and just kind of flying around and doing what she does it's not the same thing as being in a room with somebody who is leader of a cult and a blaster you know
0: yeah i think i think it's partially that but i also think that like this is like an example of like she thinks she's in control but she's really not because i think that the cult leader like imprinted on her a little bit
1: yeah there's you, you know you were talking earlier about like you know she's super into this cult, like she hates it, but also it it sticks with her, you know um she she rejoins the new republic, she rejoins the squadron and all of that uh but there's still part of her brain that's with the cult i forget I didn't mark it down or anything um but there's one line where she's talking about. How or thinking about narrating about whatever? Um, there's like really nothing. Or fuck, what is it? She's got the she's got the tapes still in her mm-hmm. car, her her fighter, um, and like she's kind of in a weird at peace place when she's flying, which is usually aggressively not the case. And so, I i mean, I think, you know, saying it's possible that this cult leader imprinted on her is maybe an understatement here. Like, something happened with living and being in that cult for a little bit to, um, you know, certainly affect her behavior. Yeah, she
2: has that weird line at the end of the book, and maybe that was what you're referencing, and hopefully I didn't just tune you out when he said the exact same thing. <laughs> um, white half taken over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, it's like... She mentions how she didn't get rid of the tapes from the cult leader. And I was like, yikes. That's like when you, you know, get out of a shitty relationship and you're like, I'm not going to throw away his stuff. I'm not going to wear it, the t-shirt, but I'm not going to get rid of it. I was just like, no, burn it. Like, go, throw it into space.
1: Yeah. I was like, you keep the sweatshirt, but you give back everything else. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like, no, just throw it away. Smash it up. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what that noise is, but that's me smashing up the tape. <laughs> you know what that was? I just realized that's the sound of, um. remember on the cassette tapes, the, the little film? That's mm-hmm. the sound it makes when you re-roll it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from in my brain. I'm going to stop talking now.
0: Go ahead. So the opposite of when you smash a cassette tape then?
1: Yeah, just like really fast. Yeah. It's very different.
0: But yeah, no. I mean, I think you both hit the nail on the head. As of the end of this book, Shas is still like holding on to the assorted teachings and lectures of the children of the what is it the dead son the black son or well, something Black no because black son's the fucking I don't know
1: Black spire
0: The children Sorry. of Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Um now this is How wasn't that uh, a Disney film?
0: Like, right Amazing. if any of them
1: are Disney films it should be The Phantom Menace but I except digress except with that timeline if they were like
2: doing what Disney did at that time they would have had to put like Air Bud in there too and you know all the little cameos they used to do. and then you have Airbud in the little like pod race that it would be a do you know how
1: fucking great Air Bud would be in a Star Wars movie one mighty duck would like put the duck
2: in their way. It would be a challenge. That would be the 90s. I'm sorry. I need to get back on topic. It
1: would be Charlie Conway. But. Listen, <laughs> there's,
0: there's the rumors that that fucking like Star Wars Detours show that was like basically just like George shitposting an animation that like never actually aired is going to be put on Disney Plus. So we might still get Airbud. <laughs> I
2: want Airbud in space.
0: <sighs>
2: I don't really want that.
1: I do. <laughs>
0: I really do. It's actually the the plot of The Bad Batch. They have to go search for Airbud and save him.
1: Is that like a Space Jam kind of plot? <laughs> He's been kidnapped by. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, this is why nobody will ever let me write anything. But if I were to write like a Star Wars book, I would absolutely just try and like include as many like small hints that this was actually like the plot of Space Jam as I could. <laughs>
1: Star Wars and the basketball game.
0: (laughs) Just, just, there's randomly a basketball game interlude. Who's this squad of goons? Am I right?
2: Still makes more sense than Rise of Skywalker. Ah,
0: it does. Yeah. Bugs Bunny is Palpatine's grandson. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, um, So there's the other thing about Chas that we haven't talked about, is that she kind of realizes at the end of this book that she actually does enjoy not being dead. Yeah. And that's a difference for her. (laughs) That's new. It's new and exciting.
2: So I was sort of thinking at first I was like, I don't understand what changed for her. Like, okay, she had one moment of talking about her weird recurring dream and she had her like whatever the frenemy, more violent version of a frenemy is with the, um, you know, the other pilot and then all that shit. And then all of a sudden she's like, Hey, I don't need to drink anymore. And like, I'm going back and I, I have a reason to be alive. And I was kind of like confused about what had changed. Um, but now I'm thinking maybe it was just like the fact that she had to value her life because it was at risk, even if it wasn't the same sort of at risk that it is when she's flying. It's like, okay, now you're going to lose your individuality, which to her is so important. I don't know. That was sort of the only thing I could think of. Uh, Miranda's making a lot of faces, so
1: I'm going to No, mute. sorry. I'm, this is my thinking face. And uh, sometimes I forget to breathe out, aka oh always God. when I'm doing <laughs> podcasting. Um, Sorry, I've had several drinks, and I'm just, like, not going to say things out loud. That's no, smart. I mean, if anything, it will make it entertaining.
2: I'm sure you actually have great points, so it will be more than entertaining,
1: but go the ahead. The point that I was about to make was a bad thing. But I think, um, again, you know, it, it it is very different. You know, her her life being at risk when she's flying around versus if it's just, like, really present for lack of a better word and like right in front of her it's it's a lot more real like if you're hanging out with this cult and like learning what she learns about the cult and like they've got the oh they don't actually throw away the weapons you know and um i think being able to see it and conceptualize it as something real because you can put the pieces together is something entirely different um, you know, then just that TIE fighter's going to shoot at me. Hopefully I'll die.
2: Well, I mean, even in the real world, right, people take more risks when they haven't, like, taken the time to do the really hard, like, emotional work. A lot of times if you're self-sabotaging yourself or you're so self-destructive, like, we see that in real life all the time, mm. right? So I guess she kind of went to therapy, but not.
1: Yeah. Or it's... I think... It, a very weird and maybe not good um analogy for this is like you're much more at risk when you are saying something publicly with your name attached as opposed to like being anonymous on the internet like if she's flying it's kind of like she is anonymous to you know the the empire like is she, is she in the b-wing yes okay i i only usually remember which ones they all fly um but i mean she's just a b-wing among a bunch of new republic ships like there's nothing special about that but if you get her out of it and put her in front of other folks it's something different
0: also i i completely agree with that and i also think that like we know that like she's very impressionable like we know yeah. that from her cult yeah. history we know that kind of from how she's viewed herself based on how people view her and like from
2: her bar hopping a couple of chapters ago
0: yep like i think that part of it is that like for all the negatives of the cult they were people who actually cared about her as a person
1: it's you know an they were crazy validation. people
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it is. She had a lot of external validation from, like, the kid who brought her gifts and the guy who rescued her, whose name I can't remember, um, and like, like even though she like thought and knew slash thought that it was a scam, like that. That's it's again this example of like what she thinks she understands and what her she's actually doing, and I think that's having people look at her and see you know a sib a sibling in Christ like like the sibling in Black Hole um like like the
1: Mormons? Or... Yes, exactly. Like a, just somebody, like identifiable with like something that's more than just like going to church on Exactly. Sundays. Yeah,
0: like they saw her as a person. Sense
1: of community? Yes. A concept.
0: Yeah. So I think th- I think that's it as well that like she starts to see herself as not just this anonymous killer, like you were saying, Miranda. And not just, we care about you because we need warm bodies in spaceships to go pew-pew. But actually, like, hi, good morning, how are you? I have no ulterior motives, we're just having a conversation.
1: Sounds fake. It
0: does, really.
1: Well, that
2: does sort of bring up the question of, like, Maybe not question, but the concept of the fact that when everyone in her squadron was trying to do that, I mean, maybe not math, not math, not math, there's no math, no, sorry, maybe not math, but um, when Will and to some extent Erica and people were trying to say like, hey, how you doing? We're a little bit worried about you. Oh, you're drinking and driving the B-Wing again. Um, She was just like not hearing it and she chose to think that no one cared about her and all those things, all the typical shit you do when you're depressed, but somehow with the cult of people who she had no reason to think genuinely cared about her. She was like, mm, "Okay. Checks out."
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All right, so <laughs> it's, it's never it's never going to be comfortable. No. Nope. Sound is never going to be comfortable.
1: It's always little creepy and worrisome but it's not fine. as bad as
2: last time when she used it after we spoke about children so.
0: <laughs> yeah that's the sort of shit that there's no way to put that in a title to warn people what they're about to walk into but <laughs> um so let's move away from chas for the moment we'll come back to the pilots but let's talk about kind of the universe as we are seeing it because obviously like these books are you know, they're 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 telling their contained story, but they also exist and flesh out a separate, larger universe that obviously has is is constantly evolving in other ways. And so I don't know, what what did y'all get from uh what did y'all get from this that kinda like made you think about other aspects of of Star Wars?
1: I mean, I I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it on probably episode we've done so far on Shadowfall. But it is really interesting for me to see some, you know, something of substance in, you know, that squishy period between Andor and Jakku. And, you know, seeing, especially, I think, in this book with this plot, like, trying to save Troitha, whatever, it's a real futility of, like, what does, you know, kind of controlling this planet mean, right? Like, there's no point to it. Functionally, we know the war's over, the empire's done. That's our, um, is it dramatic irony?
0: Uh, sure
1: okay yes the one dramatic
3: irony is the one where we know but they don't
1: (laughs) thank you um but it i don't know it's it's weird to read um because we have that like you know we can and this is something that like folks still believe really hard in and they're like okay well endor but like emperor is dead it's not over we really have to still fight for every inch of this galaxy and it's like do you like what what is this accomplishing you know like a ton of people die the um, the new republic navy gets kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for they they take some, like, pretty significant losses. Plus, they lose somebody to going back to the Empire. And, you know, the, the shadowing doesn't do much better. It, it's just, like, a whole fucking mess. And there's literally no point to it, ultimately, because we know how everything turns out. Well, I think, like,
2: right now, I don't think they know any other way to operate. Like, they don't have all the resources that they will in 10 or 15 years, they don't have a sense of safety because they're still like, you know, interacting with fragments of what was previously the empire and these squadrons and all these things. And I think they just like are trying to cover their asses, not in the sense of like having made a mistake and trying to not let people know about it, which I think is what that uh, term actually means. But in whatever I was trying to say, which is like, I think they just want to get out alive and keep themselves in you know, the game of life. I don't know what all these weird metaphors are today. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but I think they're just trying to, like, stay in it. They want to be... They want to make sure that things don't change. And I think so far, things changed for a long time. And I think it's hard when you've been through all that to be like, oh, it's cool, we won. Like, we'll be all right.
1: I mean, it's it's something that we see in the real world a lot. Um, You know, that's... It's the, you know, a new nation kind of becoming a real state and not just you know an idea like i compare a lot of things in star wars to america under the articles of confederation but like this isn't this isn't the strongest example but it's it's something kind of like that like where it's there's kind of someone in charge there's kind of a point to everything everything's like very fragile and I think right now the Empire, the galaxy is very fragile.
0: Miranda, I, I totally see what you're saying and less about, like, necessarily the, like, post-revolutionary period, although that too. But to me, it's very, like, I, I get very Iraq War vibes from this book in particular. And that the futility is a
1: much better example.
0: Because, like,
1: like... Oh, my God! He unmuted!
0: <laughs> and, like, you see both sides... They have goals they have hopes they have dreams and then we get to the end of the book and no one has accomplished anything a lot of people have died a lot of shit's been blown up and arguably both sides are in a worse position than when they started
1: it's it's, <laughs> it's big mission accomplished vibes yeah yeah
2: for
0: sure like
1: the emperor is out we've you know taken down the government like we won everything is still in fucking ruins and like you said there's there's no resolution um and it it becomes a quagmire
0: yeah uh, everything's under control situation normal and we see you know just to kind of like think about what else we see in the in the universe like obviously troitha is very in um the the core is the word I'm looking for. They're, they're, they're very deep core. They're very center of the galaxy. They're not in the outer rim. But for as isolated as Alphabet and Shadowing find themselves, you know, it does make me think of, you know, kind of like think about season two of Mandalorian in particular, where like the New Republic's like, yeah, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, bring, bring some order to this part of the galaxy. And everybody's like, yeah, okay, boss. Like, <laughs> nobody thinks they can do it and they all feel ignored whether it's on um navarro where uh the the marshal who is who who died going back to her home planet was um or whether it's on um uh corvus i think is the planet where he finds ahsoka and there's like this random warlord cutting down all the trees for no reason and nobody seems to care outside of like the small town where uh, you know, where samurai movies are being reenacted. But, like, it, you do see kind of, even before the war is over and before the political system is in place, you already see people and, like, entire swaths of the population being put aside.
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, the New Republic, like, is a very fledgling kind of government, but it's not about the lack of them having power, they don't have the authority or, you know, their authority is certainly not respected because, you know, it's been for a lot of places, a lot of systems and planets, kind of just chaos for, you know, however many years and slash or probably both, um, you know, the, the empire was in charge and say what you will and there's all sorts of genocidal shit And they had a lot of deeply bad ways of bringing it about. But, like, their thing was order, and they did get it. Like, they had to kill a lot of people and wipe out entire planets. But, like, it provided a dark sense of stability that you certainly can't have after a civil war. And certainly not with the New Republic, which is more of an idea than a government.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we also, you know, knowing what we do, we know that Mon Mothma is going to essentially disband the Navy after the war is over. And, you know, we're seeing all these things where they're talking about how, yeah, you know, Troitha, they're probably going to, you know, be dealing with resistance elements for years to come.
1: Literally everything in Star Wars is the Articles of Confederation. Like, she disbands the Navy. So... The Empire doesn't have a standing army. And, like, not saying that the military is good to use for general peacekeeping, because we all know that's not the fucking case. But it at least brings about, like, you know, like, a semblance of having some kind of authority.
0: Yeah, and also, like, the the police-military line gets blurred when you're not talking about like a continuous landmass and you're talking about multiple planets in a, in, in space. Like, so like it
2: gets blurred even in one landmass. It
0: sure does. Ah. Um, But yeah. And so like, we do see, we know how this is going to turn out and we know it's not going to turn out well. And we know that it will eventually turn out so poorly that the new Republic will be attacked by the first order and not be able to do anything. And their their entire military will be wiped out in one go, and so it's you know we do see these issues of you know it's it's thirty years beforehand, but like we can we can already see what's happening we can already see the the um the why can't I remember like the phrase that I'm talking about, but like you know the the, the framework being the created sorry
2: was that the expression see the writing on the wall? Or no.
0: That wasn't what I was going for, but it works. Uh, you can already see the writing on the wall of like how this is going to end up because of the choices that we see them making in, you know, quote-unquote real time as we read the book. I'm going to regret this.
1: Yeah, it's... yeah. We see this, I think, later in the New Republic as well, and this is part of the reason why, you know, they can't super keep things together. it's It's, it's a very idealistic in a peaceful kind of way situation like it's a noble cause but there's nothing to back it up
0: yeah so on that cheery note (laughs) let's talk about the, the characters and future of of this this band of merry characters that we call off but squadron um so first of all and I'm, i'm going out of order because i put shit in a wrong spot in the outline um but looking at the various characters and we talked about this a little bit last week with will and nath and kind of how did they get to where they are now but can we see a through line of the character's motivations and kind of part two of that question is if we can, where do we see them ending up in, in book three?
1: I think we touched on this with Erica as well last week. And, you know, the situation at least as I see it is basically, you know, she, she didn't end up joining the rebellion after she went to the empire. So she sticks with comfort and security and having that, you know kind of strict routine um and that seems to be you know what what she wants and what she needs she likes orders she doesn't like giving them there's something to say about having um a drum beat what am i looking for cadence no like a regular routine routine yes thank you
2: (laughs) drum beat equals routine
1: that that's what her, you know, kind of through line is as as I see it. There's no real motivation behind what she does except to feel secure.
0: Yeah. Rana, what about you?
1: Um
2: well I guess in terms of Erica, I I still I guess I don't want to believe that she's like, Whoa, just gotta go do more genocide. But maybe she is. Um, But, I mean, I guess I'll find out next time on Alexander Freed. But um, I was thinking a lot about, like, Will's progression into leadership and what the hell he's going to do. Like, I just want him to go home and that's not going to happen. And so I just keep thinking about, like, I'm very worried about him losing himself in his leadership role. And I think it's already happening. And I just... I talked about this last pod. But I just... When I think about, like, the progression of Alphabet Squadron, I'm like... Even though he makes a good leader, I think, in terms of, like... You know... Um, there's a word my brain's not thinking of. So I'm just going to describe it differently. Of, like... You know, he looks out for others. And he, you know, has a good concept of um, priorities and things like that. But overall, I... For his own sake, like, I don't know that I want to see him grow as a leader. It's mm-hmm. like the one time I don't want it. And I just keep thinking about his own, like, leadership roles and how I just want him to go home. But he's not going to. I think I, he's gonna die.
1: Yeah. I and I mean, I think, you know, the summary of that is what you, you know, said at first is he can easily get kind of very, oh, my God, I had the words he's gonna get deep into it like he's gonna let it consume him and I can see Will Lark doing that to the point where like he neglects his own needs oh for sure so again soft boy no he's a very soft boy I think with time he's a great leader I I would like to see it but I don't want him to see it if that makes sense yeah like yeah. i want to see it because i think it, he would be really good but i just want him to be happy
2: exactly and i just feel like i i can't stop thinking about all the terrible like cop movies in which the police chief is like three days away from, and all he keeps saying it's like i can't wait to retire i just that's the vibe that i get from will and i'm like just go home now before <laughs> you die mm-hmm. go go you don't
1: have to retire the, You're the, young, go back to your planet, teach other people to fly. The like, war's war not over, but it is over. You can just leave. Yeah. You can be like, hey, I'm out. Like there's no official process there. You just kind of peace out to your space dinosaurs and all your friends and your sweet little home planet.
0: Yeah. I mean it it is a volunteer army, like or volunteer navy, rather, but like that is something that we don't talk about in Star Wars, but like you know, you're not supposed to leave in the middle of a battle, but like it is it is a volunteer navy. Like Will can theoretically leave now that they're off Troitha or could have left before they got to Troitha. Like
2: And I think this is an issue that probably extends past just Will of when you're a Or when you're an army that, or not army, but, you know, whatever ideology that has its history based on one thing. And then if so many people, you know, had their motivation based in opposing the empire and the evils of the empire, then how do you transfer over to building this new world, right, which you talked about earlier? And then also, like, do you have a right to ask people to keep fighting for you? I mean, I know you have to, but at the same time, like... All these people who, you know, Will's whole purpose was because of what the Empire did to his planet, right? And then they each sent one person from each, I don't know if it was a village or a country or whatever. But, like, he's done his time, you know? He's he's done what he set out to do and more. Like, what role and right does the New Republic have to ask people to stay?
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. see, the thing is, and i I don't think, I mean, they're asking them to stay. We don't see it. But that's obviously, like, what's implied. And I think you really hit, like, hit the point. Um, It's... The new Republic Navy is very idealistic. Like, functionally, it's still the Rebel Alliance. Um, It's... Which was all about, like... You know, we deserve better. The galaxy deserves better. We don't want the Empire. You know, we don't want to live under this fear. And, like, everything, the, the... the rebels stand for but because the war isn't super over that's i feel like that's very much like the vibes of it all and you know i don't know i feel like if you know somebody were to see someone else like will decides to step away and go home it's like oh well he doesn't care about the cause you know it's like we've been fighting and fighting and he won't see it through and I get, he's someone who
2: really cares what they think, right? So as much as you want to say, like, who gives a fuck? Just go. It's like, well, Will
1: gives a fuck. He gives a lot of fucks.
2: Not literally, sadly for him. Um, Maybe not sadly
1: for him. Maybe that, that's, all. That's, that's, him. A, that's a later topic. Of yeah, you're right.
2: you're right. My bad, my bad. <laughs> that is, that, that is <laughs> on the outline. It's, true. That, that it is, is, it's uh, true. that is true. We will yeah. revisit this topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we like, we are three people who are like, you know, I think it's fair to say on the left side of the political spectrum so to speak and so like we're all talking about how like will just like live your pacifist dreams go home little sweet baby and like i'm just like thinking of like the contrast of like if you get like three dude bros like that guy who was on star wars twitter like a couple weeks ago who was like i really just want to see anakin wail on some children in the obi-wan series like just like that fucking like weird that, that, sorry that just popped into my head and i had to say it because it's fucking funny and weird yeah
2: okay I was the, like bloodlust people
0: yeah Okay, also, like, if, if anybody's watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, very similar thing where, like, I saw, like, a couple, like, people this morning being like, oh, man, that moment was, like, so cool, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you should my, seek help, honestly. My Twitter
1: was blowing up with the opposite point, I think. Um, oh, I
0: mean, that's, that's the opposite <laughs> point was what you were supposed to take away from it. Anyway, that's a different franchise. Um <laughs>
1: Still Disney. It's still yes. on Disney+. Plus. Still, you know what?
0: <laughs> it is all Disney.
2: Special pod coming. soon. No, I'm just kidding. It's not happening.
0: Uh, <laughs> Bucky Barnes Wars pod. Oh, um, I, I
1: almost had a point about what you were saying about, you know, how we... So we are, I think, very kind of left-leaning and, you know, probably pacifist-leaning. But I'm also going to say, like... I come from a military family and I used to work as like a federal contractor for a branch of the military before I moved to Portland. And there's, there's something very, I don't know the word for it, but it's like, you can't, you know, you, you gotta uh, stick Like obligatory? Yeah. There's, I mean, and to a point, like, you know, you can always... Like, walk away from this war, it's over. You know, maybe the immediate folks you're working with are going to be upset with you, like, worst-case scenario, but there's a, a sense of duty and obligation, which is mostly duty, you know, is that the higher calling word of that, um, to, you know, serve this cause, and that's again i guess this is just my point earlier it's what so many people are actually there for so it's weird i don't know
0: yeah and i mean that's that's something that star wars has never really dealt with right and i like we're you know we're 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 very quickly getting into the realm of like these questions have not been answered Mm -hmm. um I personally hope that that's something we're kind of going to get more of in, in *Rangers of the New Republic*. If that show continues to exist, um, we'll we'll see because we haven't we haven't gotten that like that military perspective outside of of books. But I mean, that is that is like a very philosophical question of like at the point where you join up in the military to fight totalitarianism, and the totalitarian leader is dead. When is your obligation done? I
2: would say I don't think we're ever going to get that fully addressed or like clearly addressed in the shows because of Disney's close relationship, like with military branches in the US Mm -hmm. and all that. Like, I don't think that they can do that contractually if they also own Marvel and all these things. So I think that's the beauty of the books, right, is that you can push back a little bit more and you can make that a more obvious question. But I can't imagine I think we'll get hints of it, but I can't imagine we're going to get a strong answer in any sort of visual media as long as it's owned by the mouse i think that's it's keeks she's not muted <laughs> it's like it's,
3: uh, not I mean, it's not keeks it's nope a, that, it's was oh, no, it was that was orca oh
0: no Orca? yeah that was that was orca sorry
2: oh i'm sorry i definitely thought it was keeks and i was like because <laughs> i looked to see if you were muted the last time i heard it and then you weren't and i was like oh it's jasper <laughs> no sorry
3: I, no i never mute i just forget to turn myself down sometimes oh okay <laughs> that makes sense yeah
2: well disregard sorry to blame you um yeah. but no Rana. i, I think that's a great point fucking jasper okay <laughs> i love jasper that's why i thought <laughs> I'm it was him kidding.
0: it's fine i have an Make aside but it's literally nothing to do with the podcast. podcast um no Rana. i think that's a great point and i think if we do see it in star wars it is going to be couched very much in star wars terms it is going mm-hmm. to be like you know Space is big. Like it's it's going to be like <laughs> very like in ways that cannot Space possibly be related to Earth, and so it's it'll it'll be interesting. I could see I'm going to be very interested. This is we're we're totally off the rails in terms of what we know and don't know. But I'm going to be very interested to see what Taika's movie, what Taika Waititi's movie, yes. uh, yeah. does in that regard because of all the filmmakers wait. that. Disney film and and TV makers of all that you know you, you know what I mean <laughs> of all the people that Disney has hired to produce on-screen media Taika comes from a very different background as most of them in that he is not white and that he is uh he is uh Maori and Jewish and he is very outspoken about his political beliefs which also are on, you know, the left side of the spectrum and kind of that anti-imperialist sensibility. And so it'll be very interesting to see how that comes into Star Wars because we've never really seen it before.
2: It's a little bit off topic, but I think, like, it's worth noting that part of why I'm so excited about all of that is just because it's probably going to be the first time that we get genuine, not just, like, Indigenous as in, like, the Americas, but Indigenous, like, of wherever they're producing it and creating it, representation in front of and behind the camera. Like, he's so intentional about working with... You know, when they were in Australia of like making sure that there were indigenous people involved, not only in the creation of the film, but in like the prop design and all these things. Like, I'm just super excited for that. But I suppose I could talk about that for like hours. So just putting that out there.
1: I had a really good joke, but it's way past the point now. Um uh, It's okay. You can. You say should just it tweet wrong. it
0: as a non sequitur <laughs> yes, and just like exactly. see what happens.
1: I mean, it's. It's not a spicy take. It's absolutely accurate. You know, Disney's not going to show us what it looks like to kind of find, you know, the, the path of, like, totalitarianism once you get rid of it. Because the U.S. military hasn't figured that out yet. Again, mm-hmm. there's lots Another of... Another happy things. landing. Quagmire jokes involved. Mission accomplished. Go team. But, I mean, like we've said if if it happens anywhere it's gonna be in the books yeah um like i, shit, I would love tiger to, to do that that's that's not gonna happen that's not gonna fly yeah but if it does
2: <laughs> like i it will be cut or or done some way yeah for sure yeah. i think it's a book book only thing that we'll yeah if ever but
1: <laughs> it can either go in like very vague and not at all earth or it'll be like resistance reborn I was just thinking of that it's just a love story and then she Um. backspaces, you know, the one sentence where they kiss. I thought
2: you were going to talk about, um, oh my God, my brain is failing me. But the, uh, I don't know what's wrong. Wow. I'm just going to mute because this is not going to (laughs) be a point. I don't know. It's like, uh, what's the name of Wedge's wife? Nora. 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 Nora like I was thinking of their scenes early on of like how all the like implications that you can never really leave like once your brain is in that mode but I yeah but I, I've lost it but with the little chickens and all that what are they called tuk something like
0: that oh god I'm called- sorry Kate, what are the space but- chickens called <laughs> <laughs> They're kitties. They're called kitties. Kitty.
2: Okay. I was like, um, they have some cute little name. I was thinking, tuk, tuk, but kitty works
0: <laughs> Kate is next. To me and now we work. get
2: to know that Kate is still involved in the pod, and that's why we. Kate's first pod appearance in as weeks. a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, um,
3: I would like to point out also, just to drag the fuck out of Chris, since Kate uh was here. Um, he said Kate, we Kate, didn't Kate have here, Kate
0: an... so somebody has to drag me. <laughs>
3: Um, he said we didn't have enough for a wrap up I know and, and we're, we're already 59 at mi- we're, we're 59 <laughs> minutes in and we have more things than the outline and we're so. only like
1: a third of the way through uh-huh. we're almost done Like, <laughs> mm, are we? I think so I mean we covered Listen, mo- motivations in the last really episode too I was gonna google it, it okay
2: because okay. I can't read poetry because doing all kinds well, of stuff this
1: the page but not in line. <laughs>
3: yes you may yes. <laughs> <You're
1: welcome>. um <laughs>
0: yeah in my defense Kristen, i very much meant i don't know that i have enough to talk about but then other people filled out this outline with great ideas
2: yeah it was all miranda how did you
3: just like reverse white man that? You were like- <laughs> Because that's what
2: white men do in order to take the onus off of
1: themselves.
3: I don't understand. I will take the I credit for other people, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I meant I was wrong, but I won't say that I was wrong. I meant I was wrong and that I was wrong because I didn't listen to other people. So the obviously- <laughs>
2: It's classic
1: cockassy
3: <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm out of here.
2: this is the third time has told us she's quitting the podcast in this recording
0: i know right (laughs) which i don't think is a record but oh no right so let's oh yeah so i think we have kind of one more point to to look at looking ahead before we get to we have not that many listeners Small, small number but very quality listener questions. I
2: thought you were saying not that many listeners, and I was like,
1: Well, that's Yeah, true. that's 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 a given. Um can I do a quick aside, just because we're we're covering sure. the through lines of all of these? What the fuck is up with Kairos?
0: She's a fucking lobster. I don't know what to Who tell is
1: you. <laughs> that's what Miranda was doing in the beginning of the podcast. She, She's the, doing she the Kairos dance. The, she is the bodybuilding
2: lobster. <laughs> it makes so much sense now. Oh. And that's what her little her little things that she was what are they collecting? The trinkets? Yes, yeah. yeah, they're trinkets. <laughs> That's what they were. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. I I don't I yeah. There's there's nothing else to say about Kairos. Um less interesting than Kairos, but obviously we've talked a lot about Outfit Squadron. And now we need we like we are also going to have to deal with the aftermath of this for Shadow Wing and specifically for Keys. The
1: aftermath. A I've read books.
0: Sure have. <laughs> you at least read book titles, that much we can be sure of. Um But yeah, so like Keys has a lot to decide on now. Like he A needs to decide. What the fuck their mission is, because you just spent an entire book, like, completely decimated their tiny little fleet that they had going. And accomplished nothing. Hera's still alive. All the alphabet pilots are still alive, although Irica is compromised, shall we say, under the best circumstances. <laughs> um But yeah, it'll be it's gonna be interesting to see what he what he does next. I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on that?
2: um miranda looks like she's waiting for me to go because she knows i'm gonna interrupt her which is very fair <laughs> i was just um, i was just
1: trying to see if you were gonna go or if i should start talking and
2: i was doing the same thing and i was like i better just talk because it's gonna happen either way it just flows out of me as pure yeah. bullshit anyways That's uh, how i don't you know wanna really wanna talk to top.
1: what okay We can cut that it's fine <laughs> it's your business if you want it out there <laughs> i was gonna put it in the chat and then y'all out la- yelled at me the last time i put something in the chat and didn't say it so i erred on the side of that
0: that's fair i think that's it's fair. a good
2: joke but it's your business if you don't want it out there
1: <laughs> oh hon it's already out there on no this i podcast. know <laughs> it's not
2: my subculture so I don't business is everyone's it seems, business
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I, that shit came out last time or two episodes ago i i can't come back from that
2: <laughs> yeah um, I don't even remember I what I asked said anymore about
1: Kairos. Uh, You <laughs> asked about
2: like keys, keys and, and oh, what's yeah. next for Shadowfall. I don't know what's next for Shadowfall. I I don't want any more of the damn Empire Emperor droid, but also I want more of the Emperor droid in terms of giving me some fucking answers. I don't know why I'm so aggressive about that. It was not necessary, but um, yeah, I could make an astrology joke for Miranda, but I won't. Um, instead, I will say I'm super curious to say what keys is (laughs) i'm sorry she's making a very strange face i'm very curious to see what keys's response is to erica erica who's erica to erica coming back um because i think i think it was chris maybe it was miranda i don't know uh who made this comment in here about how part of his own decision to leave was around having convinced her to leave um and now i mean and Really, like, he had to have been invested in her. He was thinking about her a lot of the times in here about, like, oh, well, not like Eric Quell. Um, and so clearly, I think he's going to be disappointed. Like, I don't think he's going to be happy to see her come back. And I am very curious, no matter what her own motivation is, I am very curious to see what the response is there. I mean, he himself, is a much higher-ranking individual, faced a lot of questions coming back. So I'm just super curious to see that dynamic, to see how they fit back into Shadow Wing. Um, yeah. That's
1: my answer. Yeah, no, I, I super agree with you. Like, the only reason she defected was because he told her to leave. And it's not going to be like a you just obeyed my orders kind of thing. But, like, in, in in a way, I feel like he does want her to do what's best for her. Like, he's he and Hera are, like, the only people who believe in her in the fucking galaxy and he clearly knows that that's what she meant to do um but he's like no it's over go you're fine and then he leaves and then i mean like i, I there's definitely something different you know between like oh I, I can come back to the Empire because they they need me and like somebody else coming back it's it's like very exceptionalist in a way, like, oh, I can do this. You can't, though. So, I I think he'll ultimately accept her. I don't know. But it's, it's definitely something I'm interested in seeing unfold in the next book.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because we do... We obviously, we know what he means to her. And... We know just by nature of the fact that he's thought of her a couple times, even though she's nowhere around, that that was at least somewhat reciprocal in terms of their emotional attachment. And so, yeah, there's all this difficulty of, like, where have you been? Like, you took my advice. Why did you stop taking my advice? Why did you leave in the first place, even though I told you to? Like, I feel like there's a lot of conflict there that needs to be resolved.
2: One thing that I don't think we talked about in the moment, if we did... Be like Rana, shut the fuck up. Um, but uh when Erica like maybe a chapter or two before Erica says, Oh, that's definitely Keys, by the way, he's flying he when he's analyzing everyone in Alphabet Squadron says, like, oh, there's definitely a former Thai pilot fighter in there. But it's interesting that even though he knows that he sent her to, you know, the fact that he at no point thinks, oh, maybe it's Quell. Like, he doesn't have that thought. And so, I don't know. It's just something I, th- I thought was really interesting in the moment. And we didn't have time to talk about it And I don't think we need to talk about it now. But it's just curious to me. And I wanted to bring it up again. That's such a good point. Yeah.
1: It's definitely important, I think. I thought that he did know that. But I also, I don't know what I did yesterday. So, like, maybe don't no, listen to me. I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Because okay. remember when she, um, I mean, I guess she doesn't know what he knows, but she like kind of like scarred off her tattoo before yeah. she returned. Oh yeah, she did. So she that. is, okay. it it at least certainly seems like she is not going to highlight her her, uh, her, her rebel service. I mean, maybe she isn't. Maybe that was, uh, that was a sign of, and they mean nothing to me now. Who knows? But
2: mm-hmm. I appreciate Chris uh, pretending he hasn't read the last book for our sake. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. kind of him.
0: Who's to say? Not I. <laughs> All right. Let's- You're not going
2: to tell us when people die right before they
1: die again? Will okay. Lark still isn't dead so like who... I know,
2: I'm amazed Will Lark he's is still, still not
0: ready. dead um, One more book to go He's made it two thirds of the way You can do it little baby oh um, Alright listener questions We don't have that many but they're good ones um, One how many pieces are our hearts in This is from Diana All three of our questions are from the Tashi Station Patreon Slack Which is mostly my fault Because I didn't tweet that we needed questions But
2: Chris <laughs>
0: Um, I love my, it. My my heart Not is in that two pieces. Didn't tweet, but I love Kate. My my <laughs> my heart is in two pieces. One for the remaining members of Output Squadron, and one tiny, uh, broken off piece for Erica that I hope comes home.
1: Oh my God! He made it. She's coming my heart... home. <laughs> She's coming home.
0: No, no, I. I think we all understood the reference yeah. before you Before you kept singing.
1: Okay. Sometimes you don't, and I have to keep talking until it's weird.
0: Thank God we didn't do, hit that eventuality this time.
2: Instead, we're just almost an hour and a half in. It's cool. No, I'm just talking shit, as always. Um, I'm cutting all the question of questions. Good. You can cut the whole podcast. <laughs> Um, I think my heart is only in one piece because something's wrong with me. But it is like sinking in my stomach a little bit as I think about what happens next. And like, it's not you know, it's not in pieces. It's a little like mangled, um, much like those uh, reinvigorated raisinets we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like sinking towards my stomach with the choices people might make. And I'm kind of like, oh, feeling a little bit of existential dread. I don't my, my... not like like more than normal.
1: Okay. It's <laughs> about to say this is Star Wars and everything is terrible. Um, I
0: got a bad feeling about this.
1: Yeah, my heart's in one piece, but not in any mangled ways or like I don't have any dread for some reason. That's probably just a me thing, but like. I feel like I've been expecting Will to die this whole time. So, like, if and when a main character dies in the next book, I'm going to deal with that then. But right now, everything makes sense, you know? Like, Erika going back to the Empire makes sense to me. Will, being a leader who we're also very afraid for his life uh th- that all makes sense to me and there's there's nothing tearing me apart i don't have a wife. do we
2: have that as a soundbite
1: <laughs> oh <God, laughs> really should i don't have a wife and two children on the way and i don't think they're sleeping with obi-wan um but could you blame <laughs> them no could not honestly
0: does it make me a bad Star Wars fan that when we were talking about a drop for tearing me apart, I thought of the room, not Revenge of the Sith?
2: No, you could do both.
0: Yeah. Overlay them I over seen each Star Wars. other. <laughs> don't... Um, yeah, we didn't talk about the lack of main character deaths in this book. Like obviously we have Aiden and Edo. But like nobody I feel likes worse Aiden
2: Edo than I do for Aiden. Aiden yeah, sucks. exactly.
0: Nobody likes Aiden. And so it's basically just Edo. So, which, we're at, like, one main character death in two books for Alexander Freed. That's pretty damn good.
1: Well, I mean... Sorry, go ahead. Of the main characters, too, like, Ido's not the the highest up there on the list. Like, I'd say a fringe character between minor and a supporting role. I would say,
2: like, the death count... If we don't count main characters, is much higher because so many ships blew up. Like well, sure. I mean, oh my god, my brain is breaking. Not the Airy. What is the name of the ship that blew up?
0: I think It, did it was up. the Airy, right?
2: Was it the Airy? I thought it was. No, wasn't there a different one? There, there was were several so ships they, that blew up. Yeah, they blew <laughs> the, up the giant one that everyone was on the Loadstar. Um, the Loadstar. Yes, thank you. The Loadstar. The Rebel one was the Loadstar. Yes. The, yeah, the one that always makes me think of Spaceballs. Yes. Um, so that <laughs> <laughs> <It> always <laughs> makes me think of Mike uh, Pence.
0: But that's beside the point
2: oh thankfully i'm glad i don't have that connection in my head um but just to say like if we think about those numbers they're probably higher but none of these people were crucial to the story so it's like oh the cool mechanic with all
1: the tattoos is dead all right don't care you know what i mean like yeah. it, it's no one again it's it's the same thing as like the the immediate in your face and killing from a starfighter
0: yeah absolutely
1: out of sight out of mind basically
0: <laughs> um, from Odie McOatface, friend of the pod, uh, is th- the the exact wording of the question was in Pippin voice? Is there any hope, Gandalf, for Alphabet Squad? Um,
2: love a Lord of the Rings reference in my Star Wars.
0: Odie rebellions are built on hope.
1: I don't think there's hope
2: <laughs> for the for the oh, squadron. Nice. I'm definitely not feeling, like, lighting of the beacons levels of hope, but I would say, like, yeah, I mean, we know how end, it ends, right? So, there's some, maybe not for Alphabet Squadron, but
1: something's got to go right at some point. Ultimately, it'll be fine, but, like, this, they've already lost somebody to the Empire. Nobody's died yet. Things aren't going to go well.
0: Yeah. And then the most important question we got, <laughs> potentially ever on the pod, honestly actually ever um and i'm i'm paraphrasing but (laughs) tyler uh again friend of the pod asks who is will's ideal top
1: can we just say that the way it looks on the outline it's who is will's ideal top I want to say tack, but that's a Navy thing. So I'm going to say dash. Oh my God. You and your military. It's awful. But like dash Tyler. So it looks yes. like <laughs> it's like
2: the answer is Tyler. Yeah. I'm so like, Tyler, I know if, if that's how if, that works,
0: if, if, if that's, if that's your deal, then I feel like the position's open. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm Seems like sh- it's
2: a huge compliment. Honestly. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, single.
0: He, Will is single. Well, he's
2: not ready to blink anymore. So,
0: the question is: Is Tyler single? That's that's what Book yes. Wars Pod listeners demand to know. Um,
2: Tyler, I'm sorry if this is uncomfortable for you. <laughs> I don't know you, but it was funny.
0: Ty, so, uh, for listeners who remember uh, Tyler's uh, like screen, Twitter screen name when he first sent in a question was Tits McGee. So,
1: Tyler is Tits McGee. Tyler's
0: Tits McGee. Oh my god,
1: a legend.
0: Uh, so yes, uh, we're 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 well uh, well versed in making Tyler uncomfortable, I think. Um, but I mean, I have I have an easy answer and a and a in my opinion better answer to this question. To me, the easy answer cool. is Luke.
1: Oh, okay. Huh. I hadn't thought of but
0: that. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. You picked up now something else it. along yeah, he the was. way. Look at the size of that thing. Oh, oh Jesus.
1: my God. No. That that's the ultimate fanfic. Like Luke goes to Tashi Station to pick up some co- power converters, but he finds much more. I oh, would think it would Latin. happen on Endor,
2: right? When they were all on Endor. I mean, that party there was a lot of drinking, and yeah. dancing. You don't know, but there's they
0: no both power fought power at Endor. Converters. It was a happy time. Emotions were high. The uh, little
2: Ewok liquor.
0: Listen, the Ewoks make a delicious <laughs> distilled stormtrooper blood is all I'm saying. I believe it.
1: Right out of the helmet. Just... Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to have it.
0: Um, to me, the, my correct answer is, and remind me, Miranda, did you ever watch Resistance?
1: I watched the first episode.
0: All right. That's fine. Ronna, did you ever watch Star Wars Resistance?
1: Yeah, A very long time
0: ago. Okay. Uh, to me, the answer is Jarek Yager is Will's ideal top.
2: Not recently enough to know who that is, but...
0: Yo! <laughs>
2: Thank
3: I'm with you. you. <laughs> Thank you, Keeks.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate the support.
2: You
3: made me watch that show. I love I it. I did, because
0: it's <laughs> fucking great. And then they just... Lucasfilm abandoned it, and I'm still bitter about it. Whatever. It's fine. Um, But yes, uh, to me, Yeager is Will's ideal top. He's, like, grumpy, but also very kind and soft, and, like, strong sense of duty, like... You know, the logistics of that are kind of weird because I know he's married with a kid, but like maybe it's a polyam I mean, situation. Yeah, Listen. like maybe it's a polyam situation. Maybe it's a just like comfort after Yeager's family dies situation. There's so many options.
1: I, I have a spicier take. Okay. Um, I'm not sure of the ages at this point, but I think we're... So the actual question from Tyler, let me pull this up of uh, but, but, um, course pod will will lark ever find a nice strong romantic partner to take care of him because he is the softest boy also who should he be or who should said partner be i do not mean to assume gender that's my apologies is tony out- drinking out of your <laughs> yes he's looking the inside there's that, there's nothing okay. in here for him to drink but yes do that over there. <laughs> I so what I see is like a couple like maybe two or three decades down the road from this um is like a May December relationship with Poe Damron.
0: Oh, hate it. I
2: see it. Yeah, I'm with it.
0: Listen, Poe can fly anything. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I see that, absolutely.
1: I mean, I don't know what he does in the interim. I hope it's something that fulfills him.
0: Just fucking goes home, flies his dragons. I, I...
1: I'm regretting my wording.
0: We're going to, we're going to, we're going to move past
1: it. This is it. This is end.
0: We're going (laughs) to move past it and end the podcast. Thank you all so much (laughs) for listening to episode 135 of the Book Wars pod. Uh, Continue to stay inside hopefully you are all getting vaccinated and in states that aren't completely fucking up the vaccination rollout um
3: miranda that means you you have to go get your vaccine i know i
1: have been looking for appointments really okay not good <laughs> sorry yeah, i know just... pretty fucked.
0: um <laughs> yes. our next episode probably is going to be uh with justice and john as i promised last episode we are still scheduling that they are going to be on we're very excited to have them um, that is Justice at Firespray Proto and John at Ivy Wall. Uh super excited for that. Our next next episode, which might be our next episode depending on scheduling, is going to be us starting Queen's Peril by EK Johnston, start of the book through chapter eleven, roughly the first half of the book. Um, why are you like pointing at Tony or are you just like petting him weirdly?
1: just badgering him to see if he'll put okay. the camera <laughs> sorry okay
0: cool 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 um if you have additional questions on shadowfall send them our way we'll tweet as well um as i said we do have our special bonus with justice and john in the works so we shall we will see if we can answer them and more importantly if we can get them to answer them because their answers are going to be far better than ours uh and in the meantime find us on the social medias on twitter and instagram at Book Horse Pod bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to uh, email us and as always on the Tasha station radio patreon with such luminaries as diana odie and tyler uh, if you have the means please donate to uh, either advanced native political leadership api equality northern california or any of the other uh, asian american focused groups that are going to be in our episode description and then after you do that, if you want to throw away your money and support us, you can either donate to the Touchstation Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. And we will continue to give you quality Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony content. Tony making a guest appearance right now It's on killing our
2: video. me in the best type of way.
0: He's, he's, he's a good boy. Uh, our theme song is "Whiz Bang" by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design, and our audio and production are done by Kristen McDonald. Uh, for uh, Rana, Miranda, Kristen, and Kate, special guest appearance today. I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Miranda's dancing. Before what the, it's the fuck is happening? It's going in my head.